Hey guys, it's Safa and Tavares here again. From What's God going again. on? Hope every, everyone's doing okay. Um, we wanted to do a podcast on a question that we received on Instagram um, from one of our followers. And the question was, when your partner isn't on the same page with you regarding your chastity, what do you do? Um, and if you haven't followed us on Instagram already or social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, um, go ahead and follow us. And if you have any questions regarding, you know, um, dating or just um, your faith in general, um, feel free to message us and we'll try and answer it um, as best as we can. So um, when the question that was posed was when your partner isn't on the same page with you regarding your chastity, what do you do? Um, first of all, it's important for couples to be on the same page regarding biblical things. Agreed. So chastity is not something that is negotiable. Um, right. I understand that we won't always see eye to eye because we're all different people. We're married and we, we don't see eye to eye all the time. But when it comes to <laughs> biblical true. things, that's a non-negotiable. That should be something that you shouldn't even have to question. Right, right. I believe there's easy. it's so easy for us to, to think, you know, Everyone is different, so we we compromise regarding certain areas. But I believe anything that is biblical, that can literally be a heaven or hell issue, because we understand God's view on adultery and fornication, things that you know can compromise our spiritual walk. I believe we should be on one accord with that. Um, Amos three and three says, "Can two walk together except they be agreed?" And I think that's good because the Bible mentions don't be unequally yoked with a non-believer, but the problem isn't a yoke. It's a matter of what you're yoked with, you know? So it's a matter of knowing that when you're in a relationship with someone, you don't want to get in a relationship with someone that's not going to support your faith. It's not going to support your, you walk with God and your desire for purity and those things like that. So I believe that when you're, and this, this question was posed by a woman. Yes, but I believe the principle is the same, whether you're a guy or a girl, I believe you have to be with someone that's going to support you and that's going to help you and honor God by helping you honor your honor your body, you know. So we just want to get into a few things. Our beliefs are if they aren't supporting your desire for purity, we found three things we believe that can mean. It can obviously be more, but we believe that can be three. One, um, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but one, that means you're not supporting it yourself. You want them to respect your body, and maybe you're not respecting yourself. You want them to to see you as you know a respectful child of God. And I'm not saying what you wear means someone shouldn't respect you. That's not the case by any means. But if they see you as a person that dresses provocatively, that's always um, saying perverse things, or always saying things that you know basically tries to get a sexual arousal out of them. When you say no, I don't. I just want to wait till marriage, and it's just like. But you're the one that started flirting with me, you know, exactly. and I'm not saying don't flirt. You know what I mean? But it's just a matter of if you see the flirting comments are getting sexual, you can't expect them to to believe you really want to wait because in their head, you're just playing hard to get. So now they're going to press a little bit further, hoping maybe you'll change your mind. So I believe when you when you we have to evaluate ourselves to make sure we're we're giving off the lifestyle we want them to see, because if we allow them to push the boundaries, they won't stop. So a lot of people like to ask questions about, can I kiss? That's a podcast for another day. But they, I like to say is if you held hands and all you want to do is hold hands. Okay, fine. They see that you you don't mind holding hands. So now you go from holding hands to their hand is on 
his hand is on the back, you know, your lower back. And it's like, okay, she's fine with that. All right. So what is he going to do? My hand is going to drop a little lower and it's going to push the envelope. Exactly. And it's like, okay, I could touch her butt and she doesn't even mind. Okay. Let me kiss her on the neck. Oh, okay. Uh, He's so cute. Uh, He's so this and that. You know, when you're in love now, who cares? They could do whatever they want, you know? So next thing you know, you don't mind him touching your butt. You don't mind the kissing on the neck. And next thing you know, things get horizontal. You wonder how I got that far. But in reality, it started a long time ago when you, you didn't set the, the standard, whereas it was just like, hey, this is all we're doing. Well, we're only holding hands. Oh, I'm only going to kiss you. I'm only going to whatever the case is. You have to define those boundaries, because if you don't set the the standard, there is no standard in your relationship. So what's that? And maybe you have set the standard. Okay. Maybe yeah. you let them know, hey, you know, this is what I believe. But you got to stick to those standards no matter what. Agreed. Don't let your flesh take you somewhere you don't need to be right now exactly don't I play agree. with fire if you don't want to get burned don't play with it if you can't handle the flames exactly proverbs say can a man take fire in his bosom without getting burned perfect example you know so we have to understand it's a powerful concept i learned i believe i was way in high school and someone told me this they said we teach people how to treat us by what we tolerate yep. so if you allow someone to do whatever they're going to do whatever because you're telling them it's okay Absolutely. you know so you have to make it clear hey this isn't about to happen in my life and if you think you're going to do this with me, I'm sorry. You're going to have to find another girl. You're going to have to find another dude. I'm going to I'm going to stay by my convictions. You know, so it's just a matter of sticking to those boundaries. Make it clear. It doesn't matter. Some people are going to think you're doing too much. And that's fine because you're doing it to honor God. You're not doing it to please people. You know, so you just set your boundaries and you stick to them. And the right person will respect that. Right. And um, the second point that we like to make is they don't understand the Bible's view on sex. Um, so maybe their church... Um, teaches it a different way. I've heard of a church who um, basically lets them know, like, if you don't have sex, um, intercourse, that is, then you are still a virgin. Um, but you can do Listen, other things outside of that. It's um, crazy. I, I, not to cut you off. I heard of that. And, you know, and it was weird because the person I was, I, I was driving, I, I told, I told Safa about it. I was driving with someone and we drove past the church and the guy was like, you know, this church tells their people that, you know, basically, you can you can do X, Y, Z. You can do a lot. Use your imagination. Um, we're going to be mature here. But they said you can do that. But as long as you didn't have, quote, unquote, intercourse, then you're still a virgin. And I understand the concept of virginity. However, what kind of standard are you setting in your church? Whereas you're telling people they can go out and play with so much and do so much. And, oh, God is perfectly fine with that. And it's like, listen, people make mistakes. But let's not lower the bar and, and, and say all kind of nonsense. So you need to know what do they view about sex? Do they view it the way the Bible does? Or do they view it the way that um, society does? Because culture is changing every day. Culture is yeah. getting worse. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that their view is biblical. So as and- you're saying, stuff, sorry to cut you off. So God's view on purity is what we stand for, is what, um, this is basically what we should believe, period. There's no negotiation with it. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 6, 18, flee fornication. Um, for, and then in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, it says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. And there are two more verses, Matthew 5, 28. And I want to talk about the one in Matthew 5, 28, okay. because it says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her have committed adultery with her already in his heart. You know, so Jesus went to those people saying, yeah, yeah, I know you guys already heard about the law, whereas we shouldn't commit adultery. But Jesus came to say, yeah, I know you guys know about the outward and not committing the act. 
But Jesus said, I'm coming to rearrange what's in your heart. Yep. So it does not matter on simply what we avoid, you know, because people like to think Christianity is just do's and don'ts. But its reality is it's what's in your heart. You know, so Jesus is trying to see what's in the heart of that believer. Are you still fornicating in your heart? Because maybe you guys never committed an act. But if you're crossing the boundaries with your mind and with the images and with the text messages and all that, then it's just like you guys already committed to act. So just like, hey, what's going on here? So we have to understand that boundaries are needed even in relationships, you know, because Jesus is saying, hey, I get that sin is tempting. I get Jesus said he can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities in the Bible. But we have to understand that we have to keep boundaries in our mind and in our hearts as well. And uh, the last verse on period that we wanted to mention was Hebrews 13 and 4. We're going to read it from the ESV. Let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. And, you know, sadly, this is a, a time in life, whereas people hate to mention judgment as though you're condemning them. No, but that's reality. God is saying, he wants his bride to honor him with their body. What we do with our body literally does matter to God. It, we can't just neglect our walk with God. We can't let God be Lord over every every area of our life and then ignore him when it comes to sexual, sexual purity. We can't, we can't just ignore him when it comes to who we date. We can't just ignore him about what we do after 11 o'clock at night when everyone is sleeping and what's on our phones and whatever the case may be. You know, so we have to make sure that we're honoring God and, and our marriages, you know, as well with our bodies. And one more point, Saf, if you want to go ahead. Before you get to that point, one thing I did want to say um, regarding Matthew 5, 28, um, when you said that even if you think about it, you already committed the sin in your heart. Growing up, I wasn't, even though I was in church, there was a point where I wasn't reading the Bible for myself. I wasn't really um, trying to understand the word of God. And so in my mind, because church always spoke about, you know, not having sex, that's what I thought it was. The basis of purity was just not having sex, not thinking that, you know, um, you know, if you think about it, if you um, there's other ways to um, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for to um, destroy your, your, your purity? And it's not just about not having sex. It's not just about keeping your virginity. It's about mental purity, spiritual purity. It's right. just purity overall. God, 100%. purity matters to God. Your purity absolutely matters to God. And so in everything, in everything you say, in everything you do, in everything you think, you must be completely pure, completely holy, completely righteous before God. It's not trying to um, decide how far you can go without tipping the boundaries of, of um, having sex or, um, you know, not having your virginity anymore. You have to be pure, completely and whole for God. And don't misconstrue what she's saying now. We're not saying every Christian is some going to be perfect. Everyone is going to have sexual desires. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to have... Listen, sometimes I, I think... I made a mistake and I have to repent. Listen, because I know, I know sin is sin is there. You yeah. know, it's, and it's not like repentance is some end of the world thing. It's just turning back to God. That's what it is. It's not crying. It's not. It's not all this extra stuff. It's God. I'm sorry. Give me the. Give me your grace. Give me your strength to get back on the right track with you. You know. So don't think we're saying you guys won't make a mistake. But what we're saying is you have also have to make sure what's in your heart because if you're a virgin in body but a whoremonger in mind. What are we accomplishing? Mm-hmm. We may look spiritual to the people at church, but yeah. how do we look in God's eyes? And at the end of the day, that's what's most important. Um, so our third point, Saf, you want to go into that or you wanted me to go into that? Um, the third point is um, that maybe the person isn't who God has for you. If if they aren't on the if they aren't on the same page as you as far as spirit, spiritual purity, then you, you probably shouldn't be together. <laughs> 
I mean, and and we want to make sure that was the last point because people always think every time we mention something like this, that just means break up with a person. No, but we we what we're trying to say is, if the person isn't saved, just let them go. It's like the logic behind us dating non-saved people and expecting them to live like saints mm-hmm. really doesn't make sense. You know, so if they aren't saved yet, I don't believe I should expect them to live by Christian values because we have to understand we're running two different races. We're all born walking straight into sin. We're all born without the grace of God. We're literally on our way to hell without salvation. We're literally on our way to destruction, destroying our bodies, destroying our mind, destroying our future until Jesus steps in. And until Jesus steps into their life, they're not going the same direction as you. So I get that you may be Superman, Superwoman, and you may believe you can change them. But chances are you might not. There are plenty of people I know and, you know, heard of plenty of marriage success stories of people married, you know, someone who wasn't saved, the person ended up getting saved. But that's not the norm. That's yeah. not God's plan. That's that's something God is just good. God is just going to save people because that's what he came here to do. Jesus came to save, you know, but we can't take on Jesus's role trying to save them. You know, so I believe we need to let God work on their hearts before trying to marry people. Absolutely. You know, it's like, why are you planning your marriage? You know, they don't even like coming to church and you're already planning your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, that doesn't even make any sense. And I also feel as though if they can't, um, if they cannot keep their, if they can't keep their lust, like, what is the word I'm looking for? If they can't control, control their lust yeah, yeah, right. um, before marriage, then good luck when they get married. Like if they're not, if they're not, you know, submitted to Christ, um, in their body, in their mind, in their soul, and, you know, and um, chastity is a big part of it. If they can't do that before you get married, then it's going to be hard to do while you get married. Getting married doesn't, it doesn't cure lust. It doesn't cure, you know, not being obedient to God. Um, So that's something that I feel is is very important. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're a, in a relationship with someone and you believe that, you know, you should be pure before marriage, then that's a non-negotiable. And I 100% agree with that, you know, because I was one of those, you know, silly people that really thought my issues are just going to go away because I got married. My wife is beautiful. I ain't got no, no problems. No, but I realized that still, like if I'm not crucifying my flesh, I'm still going to struggle with lust. I'm still going to struggle looking at other women. I'll still struggle with pornography if I'm not careful. I'll still struggle with any of these things. Why? Because being married does not stop you from sinning. You know, it's a matter of dying daily. It's a matter of, God, I'm trying to please you today. God, I'm trying to please you today. Because people like things, Christianity is some big long race when technically it's one day at a time with God, living with God one day at a time, growing one day at a time, you know, but so we have to make sure that we're with someone that's willing to die daily before we get married and then realizing years into our marriage that this person is still struggling with X, Y, Z because fornication doesn't just stop. It turns into adultery, you know, so if they couldn't respect your body while you guys were dating, chances are they may have just saw you as a, just an object. They may be looking at other women just the same. They may be looking at certain things on social media that's not godly. They may be doing all kinds of things. Just because you don't know, it does not mean that their lust has stopped, you know? So it's, it's up to us to ask the hard questions and get down to the core of, hey, are you growing in this area? Are you struggling in this area? Because they need to get help. Because if they're not working on those areas, then chances are they're not living a life that's ready for marriage, I should say. Not that they're bad people. They're just not ready for marriage yet. You know, because today's society, um, promiscuity and all kinds of sexuality is just celebrated, you know. 
people are just so happy to be gay and so happy to be transgender and so happy to whatever they're doing, they want it out in the streets. And it's just like that stuff doesn't need to be to be publicized. You know, social media entertainment tells us sex sells. You have you you have a commercial about perfume and there's a naked woman. You have a commercial about food. Food and there's the buffest guy on the planet with no shirt, and I'm like, bro, you making me feel like I need to hit the gym, and you making her feel like, why my husband ain't looking like that? You know what I mean? It's just like we have to understand that's the way society is going, yep. but that does not mean God's word changes. But Hebrews 13:8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. God's word is still gonna stand, and it's not gonna change because our society declines. Bible is still gonna be the same, and it's still gonna demand the same things of us. These things are not suggestions. These things are things that God expects from us children right. you know so i believe every time i don't believe that every time a person desires sex from you you have to cut them off because let's be realistic sexual desires are not from the devil okay a sexual desire is a healthy desire yep. what what the de- the devil does is he tries pervert to misconstrue it, it. he mm-hmm. tries to pervert it he tries to get you a healthy desire for being attracted to a woman a man being attracted to a woman he tries to get her to sleep with her get him to sleep with her prior to marriage healthy um desire for a woman to be friends with a woman he tries to pervert it and allow her to desire lesbianism things like that he just tries to pervert things so we have to understand that Desire and sex isn't a bad thing, you know, but it's a matter of how we go about handling that process. And that's why Paul said it's better to marry than to burn with lust, burn with passions, because God doesn't want you to fall into fornication or adultery. He would rather you be married if you're struggling with those things. He would rather you, you know, have your one wife and, you know, your man having his one wife, woman having her one husband, and you just honoring it that way, you know. So the Bible is clear on how God views sexuality and how he wants us to keep ourselves from marriage, I should say. And it's not just because, you know, like our parents and our churches and all these things used to say, you don't want to get STDs, you don't want to get pregnant. How about the emotional baggage you have to deal with? How about when you're married and you... Now, unfortunately, you're comparing your spouse to the 13 other women you slept with. And now, bro, now you're struggling thinking, did I even need to marry this girl? And you're comparing the wife God blessed you with. And you could have avoided all this baggage. Or or women having, you know, you're comparing sizes. And I'm being realistic. These are things that are happening in church. I know marriages that suffer because people are comparing their spouses. But none of this would have happened if they would have just saved themselves. So it's not a matter of bashing these people. We just have to understand that we have healthier marriages when we have healthier relationships. And healthy relationships don't last unless we're having a godly biblical foundation before we get into relationships relationships with people. I'm sorry, tongue-tied. But I, I believe that we should consider any relationships if we see a couple of signs. I know I'm talking a lot. Kind of get Safa to jump in. <laughs> so let me get Safa to go over these that we believe you should consider ending it if we see these things. So if the person gets mad at you because you decide you don't want to give in to their um, sexual desires, you don't want to have sex with them, or you don't want to whatever whatever it is that they want to do. Um, if they feel as though they're upset at you or whatever the case may be, that's a sign that maybe you should end it because eventually this could turn into them guilt tripping you into into doing something you shouldn't be doing right or they give you this oh we'll just do it this one time speech right god will forgive us and that though god might forgive you or though he will forgive you um that's not the way to go about it um so that's one thing if they're if they're continuously trying to force you and it's just not you know they just keep doing it then i think you should end it another thing is um if they aren't making steps towards purity 
Uh, because if they aren't growing, they will definitely not care about helping you grow. Right. I if, agree. Yep. Because we also have to understand that not everybody's at the same part in their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know what I mean? And it's okay if they're growing. But if someone is new to church, I'll just use a new convert, for example. But if they're new to church, they don't see everything the way you do. Mm-hmm. They're trying. God is working on their mind. The Bible says be renewed, you know, by spirit of your mind. You know, so God is working on their mind. So if they're making steps towards purity, that is somebody that is okay to grow with. However, if this person is literally not growing... Everything that's not growing is dying. That's literally like a scientific yep. fact. If you're not growing, you're just standing there. There's there's nothing good about stagnancy. You know, so if they're just not growing, if you don't read your Bible, why would I care? If you don't pray, why would I care? Because I'm not doing it, you know? So if, if you don't want to honor God, then why should I? You know, and what happens is they're gonna, there will come a time in your relationship where you will be weak. You will be struggling. You will be wondering like, God, do I, do I really need to... You know, keep saving myself. I am 25, Lord. 25. 25 and burning. My pants are on fire. Shorty looks bad. Homie has been in my inbox DMing me all week. And, you know, and these desires will come. And if you're talking to somebody that does not care to grow with you or does not care to honor your body, they don't care. They will cave with you. You know, so that's why you have to be with someone that is growing. You know, so... So I'm going to have you read this, this Bible verse as we get ready to wrap this up. Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. So why, why I said that isn't because of a, a weird notion that goes around in today's circles that God owes us a spouse. People don't verbally say it, but they imply it with a lot of posts, social media posts and all these things. You deserve this and you deserve that. When in reality... We have to understand something. The Bible said, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. When we're delighting in God, that means our desires are becoming more like his because we're growing. We're becoming more like him. We're being molded into God's image. And, you know, so the more that we delight ourselves in God, we're desiring what God desires. And if if I'm desiring what God desires and I would desire a, a healthy marriage, a godly marriage, Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart. So I believe that if you want the desires of your heart from God and, you, you know, you're seeking him, you're being faithful. I believe that God will honor that. I believe God is not going to allow you to God is not going to see you trying to please him and then send someone. You know what I mean? And why would God do that to you? He's a father. He's not some cruel, cruel judge just sitting in the sky waiting to mistreat you. You know, so I believe that if you want to be with someone you know, you have to understand this. They have to view salvation the same way as you. They have to view, um, you know, the chastity is just as important to you, because if you want to honor God, they have to do it. And if they aren't caring to honor God, you have to see that as a massive red flag. Mm-hmm. Do not ignore that. You have to be able to if you, if you talk to them and they're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was you know, pressuring you. And then they make adjustments. You see the maturity in them. You see that they're willing to grow with you and want to please God. But if they're not doing that, then what does that mean? Who cares about your spiritual life? Who cares about your growth? You know, so we have to take those things into consideration. So I know that was just something one person asks. I'm, ask, I'm answering one person's question, but we see things similar to that amongst friends. Mm-hmm amongst random churches and even in our DMs when people mention all kind of people they're dating. You know, so I hope this blesses you all. You know, we love you all and we appreciate you tuning in. I want to be sure that we let you all know to subscribe. Give us a great rating. 
Send it out to all your friends. Do what you got to do. Right. You know, Safa, you got and something you want to tell the people? Yeah, we're just going to try and uh, be consistent. Uh, that can be hard to do uh, with a baby and with so many things going on. But we're going to try to be as consistent as we can and answer all you guys' questions. So don't forget to send us uh, whatever questions you guys have and follow us on social media. All right, man, there it is. So this was the second episode. I know it's a bit lengthy, but I know that God spoke to someone today. And we thank God for whoever's life that will be, that will be changed. You know, so we thank you all for tuning in. We love y'all. Have a good day. Be blessed. Peace.